Production. Recorded live. Well, thank you. My name is Eric Williams. I am the um, senior pastor of the Embassy, which is a ministry that will be launching this year in uh, Panama City, Florida. We are really excited about all that God is doing, and uh, we decided we were going to start by um, doing some teaching. We want to share uh, some of the things that God has put in our hearts to do, and so we, we from that, this um, E2 radio, which stands for Equipped and Empowered um, Radio, is, 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 is birth. So we're going to be doing a lot of teaching and, and sharing and um, prayerfully that something that we say may, may impact you or uh, ignite you to go into a deeper pursuit of the things of God and um, get you hungry again for, for, the, for the Word of God. So we're going to be starting today with a new series that we're going to be doing um, that's going to be dealing with the sons of God. The sons of God. It's very important that we understand the sons of God and and what God has ordained for us to operate in and operate through. And so we're going to be doing a lot of teaching and helping you understand um, what it means to be the sons of God and and how how we how we gain access into that. Actually, today we're going to be uh, we're going to start off by talking about um, understanding His rest, entering into His rest. I think that that is a very good place to start. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and dive right into the Word of God. We're going to be starting um, our reading off in Genesis chapter two. Genesis chapter two. We're going to read one verse. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Word of God says, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden, uh, in, 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 to the garden of Eden, to dress it and to keep it. Read that again. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. This is honestly a very important verse um, that carries so much truth in it. That, that can help revolutionize our lives as, as human beings, actually. When we understand that man was placed here not accidentally, everything about this verse is, is on purpose. Everything here is deliberate. It, it doesn't say that Adam was made, it doesn't say that Adam was made outside of Eden. Number one, it says that Adam was made uh, outside of the garden and was placed into the garden. Eden literally means pleasure. Adam wasn't made outside of the pleasures of God. He was made, he was made outside of the garden. You see this? Adam was not made outside of uh, the pleasure of God. God created us for his pleasure. But Adam's purpose was not outside of the garden. His purpose was inside of the garden. So God will oftentimes cause us to be created. He will allow us to be born, but he doesn't immediately position us into um, our purpose. He has, we have to allow him to position us into our purpose. And so here we read that Adam was, was created and, and born, and, and um, once he was made, God placed him inside of the garden. Once again, Eden means pleasure. God places us in the position of his pleasure. It's not about us, honestly, if we, if we want to be technical. It, it really is about the pleasure of God. God puts you where he has you with the, with the purpose of you being 
positioned in his pleasure. Your assignment is found in the pleasure of God. As long as you are in the pleasure of God, you're going to be able to operate according to the purpose that you were created for. Adam had two responsibilities in the garden, to tend it and to keep it. His responsibility was to tend to what God had done and to keep what God had done. You see, that's a very important truth because, number one, Adam wasn't responsible for, for doing the, the uh, for planting. All the plants were planted by God. Adam's responsibility was to tend to and to keep what God had already done. This is, this is one of the things that the enemy has so tried to get us to do. He wants us to step into God's uh, uh, territory and do the things that God want, God's done and try to accomplish them through our energy. He wants us to, instead of focusing on tending and keeping what God has already done, he wants us to try to do our own thing and plant our own garden or to, to plant some plant that we did that God didn't plant. He wants us to do something, do something, because in doing so, the glory would be removed from off of God and directed towards us. That's his ultimate plan. He just wants to prove that that um, God made a bad choice in making mankind, but but God had a purpose, and Adam's purpose was for God's purpose for Adam was that Adam would be one who would tend to and and keep what God had done. Everything outside of the garden was wilderness and, and was unfruitful because the Bible says that there was no man to till the ground. That's in uh, um, uh, Genesis chapter um, 2, I believe it was. So God's original plan was for man to rely on the provision of God and to keep and to tend to what God had done. But even in his desire to bless man, he gave man perimeters to abide by and eat and, and eat and Eden. Eden was limited. It wasn't the whole earth. The whole earth wasn't Eden, but there was a particular place that was that was designated as God's pleasure, and it was in that place that God positioned the man with a particular purpose. You see. God set perimeters around this place, and that was the place of Adam's purpose. He never told Adam he couldn't venture out beyond that. He never said that. But he did give Adam other uh, perimeters that, uh, uh, would do, that would set up restrictions for Adam to occupy uh, in the garden. Number one being, he says, you can eat of the, every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He left man with choices. God, being who he is, has, 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 has entrusted unto man choices. This is uh, one of the important differences that sets us apart. God gave us choice. You see, Adam had the choice to listen and obey and remain in the garden of God's pleasure, or he could ignore and, be, and, and disobey and be kicked out of God's pleasure. If he was kicked out of, God, out of the garden, he would no longer be able to tend to and keep the perfect provision of the pleasures of paradise. Adam would be out of, the, out of sync with his purpose. You see, because of Adam's fall, 
We all now are outside of God's perfect plan for our life. Every single one of us. If it, and and you are, once, once you are born, you are immediately disconnected from the perfect plan of God's life for you. Okay? Everything outside of Eden required tilling and toiling. It needed to be tended to, to be uh, uh, it needed to be tilled and toiled, meaning that the ground needed to be needed to be uh, uh, readied and 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 going through a process, but it required a man to do it. You see this? Adam's fall resulted in everybody after Adam now having to 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 try to find a way to enter into the purpose of God for their life now. Because Adam fell, we are now out, we are now all born outside of the perfect plan of God's provision. We are now all born out of sync with the the plan of God. So if you look at creation, all religions, that's all religions are. All religions are the same. All religions are the same. I don't care which one you go to. It is all man's attempt to try to reconnect to the purpose and the plan of God uh, for, for, for the life so that man can now be once again in sync with God. It's, it, all religion is is man trying to find out how to get reconnected back to what Adam lost. Genesis chapter 2, verse uh, 15, it gives, there's a particular phrase in here that I think that is really important um, for us as believers to understand. If you look at that verse, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, the word therefore put him, in, uh, when it says put him into the garden, the word therefore put him is the word yanak, yanak. Yanak literally uh, means to rest, to settle down, to cause to rest, to give rest to. Let me, let me spell that word for you, yanak, Y-A-N-A-C-H. It means to rest, to settle down, to cause to rest, to give rest to. So when God put man into the garden, he rested Adam in Eden. He rested Adam in his pleasure. Now, if Adam had not been working, if he wasn't toiling, why would God need to give him rest? Why would he rest him? You see, in our understanding we believe that rest is merely a break in time from doing some work or chore. But when God speaks of rest, it is an, it's, it's an eternal dimension of existence that relies completely on the person of God. You see, let me say that again. When we speak about rest, we're not merely talking. We're not talking about a, a a break in time from working. We're talking about a dimension of eternal existence 
that is that relies on the person of God. God's grace is his rest. His rest in pleasure. And his pleasure, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there, is Christ. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. So when we have When Adam was in the garden, he was in the pleasure of God. He was in Christ. But he was given limitations, and because of those limitations, he now disconnected himself from that. Now, this is where a lot of the the confusion happens. We start talking about Sabbath rest, which is what Adam had. Adam had Sabbath rest. Let me ask you this. Was there an eighth day in the Garden of Eden? No. There was no eighth day in the Garden of Eden. Did he start a whole new week over? No, he didn't. Adam was in the rest of the seventh day. Adam was made in the sixth day, and then when he woke, he was now in the seventh day. He was in the seventh day. Why is that important? Because the seventh day is the place of completion. Seven is the number of completion. This was the place where Adam was completely provided for. It was the place of the eternal rest of God where, where this dimension, this dimensional existence was based upon the person of God being there. As long as God was in that place and as long as Adam was in that place with God, time, no time didn't matter. Adam, there was no time limitations on Adam. He didn't have to worry about this part or this or that or this or that. He was just in sync with the Sabbath rest of God. This is found in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, if you will turn to your Bibles there, we're going to read a little bit. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, since a, a, a promise remaining of entering his rest, his rest, so that means there's, there's a rest and there's his rest, uh-huh, let us fear, um, fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it, for indeed the gospel was preached unto us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in, uh, in those who heard it. For we who have believed do, do enter that rest. For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, I so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundations of the world. Remember that phrase. The works of his rest were finished from the foundations of the world. The the works of his rest were finished from the foundations of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this wise, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains that some must enter, enter it and those uh, to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designated a certain day, saying, And David, today, 
after such a long time, as it has been said, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterwards have spoken of another day. Okay, he says, if Joshua had given them rest, meaning when Joshua conquered the 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 the, the land of Canaan and they went into to to Jerusalem and all of that area, if that was what rest was, if rest was about a day of the week, he says he would have not afterwards have spoken of another day. So once you find this true rest, you don't have there is no another day. There you've entered into that rest, that place of completeness, that place of complete wholeness. Then verse nine says there remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. There remains. It doesn't go away. It's there every day. When you, once you're in Christ, you are in that day. And he says, for he who has entered his rest, enters into the rest of God, has himself also seen from his works as God did from his. So when Adam, when God entered into the sixth day, seventh day, he was now resting. It was an eternal rest. And Adam entered into that day with God, and now Adam was in, in this rest, this, this dimension of rest that God was in now. And, and it was based on his relationship to God as his father. This, in my opinion, is one of the most important and least understood revelations or truths um, uh, uh, that Christ has delivered to us as the sons of God. I, I, I stated this earlier that that Adam was Yanak; he was rested in guard in the garden. This was accomplished on he was he was placed in the garden in day six, but he was. He, he moved from six to seven. He moved from six being a number of man to seven being in a, a place of completeness. He was born, and then he was placed into the peace of the, the rest of God, the, the complete completion of God. He was rested into the completeness of God. He, he was given access. To being a son of God. Watch this. But how was he given such access? How was he given access to be given such a wonderful rest from God, to be given this grace? How was he able to be even called a son of God? Was it because he was so, uh, 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 he was the the perfect creature, or he was perfect or, or sinless? Technically, all creation was perfect and sin, sinless. You, you don't know a, sin, a sinful tree. You don't talk about a sinful frog. You don't talk about a non-perfect um, uh, a lion. You have lions and you have lions. They're perfect. They're, they are perfectly lions. Uh, the tree is perfect in and of itself. My point being is that what happens a lot of times 
we don't think about why God chose Adam to be the son of God and why he chose to give Adam access to his rest. Angels were perfect. Angels were initially sinless. They didn't become sinful until one of them named Lucifer fell. You see that? Well, why was, why was Adam given this privilege of being given this rest and also being called the son of God? Go with me to Revelation chapter 13. Revelations chapter 13, verse number 8. All of, one second, there we go, I got it. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have been written, uh, who have not been written in the uh, book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundations of the world. That's a huge truth. Let me give you another verse. I'm going to connect these verses for you. 